This is KAW Radio. Bringing you the latest news and information on Kick-Ass Wrestling. The Zenith for British Underground Wrestling since 2008. And hello, it's uh, very, very late Thursday night, very early Friday morning. Uh, it's episode 16 of Series 7 of KW Radio. I'm your host, David Lovell, and my God, whoa, holy jumping fucking Jesus. It has been a brutal month in the annals of kick-ass wrestling history, in the annals of history of yours truly. Um, there's been a lot of stuff happening, a lot of things shenanigans all that kind of stuff and uh well where do i begin um as far as uh beginning actually i genuinely have not got a fucking clue um what i'll do i'll um start off by mentioning that uh, i was involved in a rather embarrassing accident uh let's just say that um when was it march 25th so it was a just a shade under a month ago, I got involved in an accident involving glass and my left arm. Uh, long story short, I got uh, busted open more than hard way uh, and ended up uh, visiting the Royal London Hospital uh, just around the corner from here at KW House. And uh, five stitches later, um, to close up a particularly brutal a uh, piece of business. Um, I left the hospital and, yeah, feel uh, just a tiny bit more sheepish than I did when I before I entered. Goodness me! Um, I mean, accidents happen. It was just a genuine freak accident. I've, you know, I, I mean, that that's the best way that I could actually describe it when I actually say it involved glass on my arm because it genuinely did. Um, and fortunately, no major cables were cut. Um, I, I mean, there was a, a little bit of a pain in the arse having to go to hospital on two other occasions. Firstly, was to check on the wound about a week later, so April 1st, I think that was. Um, I had a very... I had a, a nurse who, uh, who was just a tiny bit uh, on the wrong side, you could argue, of, uh, you know, erring on the side of caution. So, long story short, he gave me a five-day course of antibiotics because he thought that the uh, the wound where the stitches were was possibly going to get infected. Uh, fair enough. But then I realised I've had antibiotics before recently and... I know the major side effect. Uh, for those who have kept track, I broke my finger a couple, of, nearly a couple of years ago, about eighteen months ago. If my memory serves me correctly, I can't remember exactly when. Uh, and uh, it was, uh, it got brutal because um, when I broke my finger, they buddy strapped my uh, pinky, which was broken, to my ring finger, which wasn't. Uh, but they used a certain kind of plaster strapping, and uh, I suffered a severe allergic reaction to it. I'd, I'd never, I'd not been to a hospital in years, so I didn't actually realise that I was allergic to it. So that was the long and short of it. Um, so they had to uh, disinfect it. Uh, I, I wore an iodine pad, or some—I can't remember what the brand name is of it. 
but I wore that for the best part of three or four days on both fingers and ended up taking a 10-day course of antibiotics before they could even work on my broken finger, which, to say the least, was super frustrating. But the big side effect I remember is that I was just shitting all over creation. It was, like, ridiculous. Like, the, the diarrhea was just... I mean, it is a genuine side effect of antibiotics, and it was just awful. It's like I could barely cut a fart without thinking I'd touched cloth. And Well, long story short, fast-forwarding it to 2019, I get this, uh, you know, this five-day course of antibiotics, and it's, you know, every time I think I'm going to fart, it's like playing chicken, quite frankly. Um uh, I mean, also suffice to say, I haven't had a solid shit since April the 1st. So, again, it's something that genuinely does happen. I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not going to lie. It happens. Shit happens, genuinely. And uh, you move on, quite frankly. Um, which is uh, what I will hopefully do. But uh, anyway... <laughs> So a week later, I got the stitches taken out. It was actually on the day after WrestleMania. So we had our pay-per-view party here at KW House. Um, it was fucking brutal getting through that that show. Pre-show started at 10 o'clock. It was done by, what, 6 a.m.? And I got like a few hours sleep and i was it i was back at the royal london by one o'clock that afternoon so i'd barely had about five hours sleep um and then i got the stitches taken out it it would settle down it has settled down since something like so you're talking about eight ten days later um almost uh so it's not as bad as it was uh there's gonna be a brutal scar no question about it um but it's it could have been a lot worse i've been told so uh yeah uh that i mean it look does look like it's uh you know the scarring now looks pretty brutal but giving it given time i mean i remember uh once i inadvertently stabbed myself with a pair of scissors on that same arm and that scar faded within about six months so it's yeah, shit happens. Uh, I yeah, accidents happen. They just happen really emphatically with me, to be honest with you. Um, so that's the big accident that uh, you may or may not have heard. Um, now we're going to talk about well, KW because well, you don't take a hiatus of a month from your podcast based on an underground wrestling promotion and not talk about the underground wrestling promotion, eh? Um, now, KW held April Dolls 11 on the 6th of April. Yes, it was on the 6th at St. Mary's Church Hall in Shadwell. And a lot went down. Now, uh, I'm, I'm just amazed that people didn't die as a result of this but as mentioned i was still on i, I just finished that course of antibiotics for my for the um the wrist and uh i was literally just you know so nervous that whole uh weekend because a lot of stuff happened um and i'll get into it in a minute but there was a lot of politics that really did affect the show um in more ways than one and i'm a bit 
pissed off really if i'm perfectly honest with you that the politics kind of did didn't sort of just settle outside at the entrance to that that hall but at the end of the day what are you going to do um it happens again shit happens um and uh i mean at the end of the day you know there's many there's myriad reasons why things happen i just want to why on earth it's i mean I'm not going to lie, 2019's been a tough year for me, you know, in more ways than one. Uh, and uh, I think the April Dawgs weekend and WrestleMania weekend was kind of a microcosm of it. Um, I mean, like I said, a lot of stuff really just uh, came to a head, much to my eternal chagrin. But I think cooler heads do prevail sometimes in situations. Uh I am the eternal optimist when it comes to this kind of shit. So, as far as that was concerned, you know, some of these situations were concerned, um, you know, again, I'm quietly optimistic about this kind of stuff. And, uh, well, no one's tried to murder me as a result. So, at the very least, I can can, uh, use that as kind of a... I guess a precedent, who knows. So, yeah, I, you could tell now I'm pretty much trying to buy some time because um, our technical issues, which have been affecting us on and off for the last probably six or eight weeks now, have really started to uh, annoy the fuck out of me. And uh, I think it will be just a matter of time before I kill someone or actually throw a PC out of the window. So, you know, I've just got to make sure that um, that doesn't happen, quite frankly. Um, But, uh, yeah, April Dawes 11, it took place on the 6th of April at uh, St Mary's Church Hall in uh, Shadwell. And we began with a gauntlet match for Tyson Snow's shot at glory briefcase. Uh, long story short, Snow was scheduled to wrestle Blaze with the shot at glory briefcase on the line. However, Blaze was not able to make. Uh, you know, he his, he suffered a severe concussion at the hands of Snow when he lost the Kickass Wrestling International Championship to him back at Stick It Up Your Valentines. Um, the latest on Blaze is that he is still very much doubtful as whether he'll make it to British Style 11 on June 1st. Um, I think what it is, is just the fact that Blaze has had several concussions in his life and quite frankly, many people are writing him off. Um, but we will obviously give you the latest updates on uh, Blaze as soon as we get them. So, Tyson Snow had to defend the uh, Shot of Glory briefcase against two wrestlers. The first wrestler was Nene Sour Sensation, making his singles return to action for the first time in the kick-ass wrestling ring, wrestling since You're Not The Law 2013, when he wrestled Mr. Danger. Um, and that was a non-title matchup, as Nene at the time was the kick-ass wrestling cruiserweight champion. And many people argue that Mr. Danger should be the champion. Um, but uh, 
that was a whole different set of circumstances that precluded the championship being put on the line at the time. Um, so Nene and Snow had a, a really good matchup, actually. They they turned back the clock, as it were, as uh, um, Snow and Nene had their, their, their most famous matchup in uh, their early history was in 2010, the final show at uh, the old House of Chaos in Enfield, the, which would have been turning on the style 2010, saw the two of them main event that show and go to a draw in a 30-minute Ironman match. Um, here at uh, April Doors 11, they wrestled to a 20-minute time limit draw. Uh, so, to say the least, history kind of repeated itself. Nene unable to wrest the Charlotte Glory briefcase from Snow. However, Snow was absolutely spent, and this uh, allowed him to be basically slim pickings, uh, easy pickings for the other opponent in the gauntlet, Party Time Pete. The Prince of Essex strong style absolutely decimated Snow, who was far from 100%, and scored the submission win with a sleeper hold in 4 minutes 14 seconds, so... Snow wrestled nearly 25 minutes and lost his shot at glory briefcase to the one-man party. Then Snow kind of snapped. He went to attack senior official Dan the Man Oakden, but Dan had, um, kicked him in the leg, kicked the leg out of Snow's leg, as it were. Um, and Snow really got very upset about it, to say the very least. Um, he went on a bit of a rant. He was like... He basically said something along the lines of fuck uh, Mark West, fuck the administration and fuck this company. So to say the least, he obviously has some issues that he needs to uh, uh, address in the, the future. We'll uh, obviously get an update on Snow as far as all that's concerned um, in due course. Um, so to say the least, some interesting stuff happening on the road to British Style 11, but also... Speaking of the British style, two British style tournament matches took place. Uh, and by tournament matches, I mean specifically tournament qualifying matches. Uh, so we have four spaces in the British style tournament at the moment because uh, as it stands, it's still going to be a round robin tournament. So four wrestlers would have to be in this tournament. Uh, the first competitor to qualify for the British Style Tournament would have been uh, either Mr. Deadpool Travis Lee Allen or Horsemeat. And it was Mr. Deadpool who got through as he countered the horse penis into a roll-up in 10 minutes, 5 seconds. So Mr. Deadpool, in uh, only a uh, second full year of competition in underground wrestling, of course he debuted in late 2017, um... Mr. Deadpool advancing through to the tournament on June 1st um, at the expense of Horsemeat, who has really suffered um, some horrible luck, a slew of injuries. Of course, he was international champion very briefly uh, and had to vacate the championship because of that injury. Um, and then the second uh, British Style tournament berth was filled by Jimmy Suzuki, one half of the kick-ass wrestling world tag team champions as he defeated Irish Assassin 1 in 13-12 to uh, advance to the British-style tournament. So Suzuki, one half of the Inter-Japan Violence Factory, alongside Kawaii Kid, 
advancing to the British style tournament. And many people have already got Suzuki down as one of the favourites. Obviously, Suzuki, former winner of the Shot at Glory Scramble um, back in 2017. He debuted, of course, at Shot at Glory 2016, as a matter of fact. Um, so Suzuki um, has been put down as one of the favourites to become the 11th British style champion. It's interesting uh, uh, to note that we still have two names to announce for the tournament itself. Um, but at the moment, we are just finalising a few details in regards to other matches. Um, but we'll talk about them later on. The vacant Kick-Ass Wrestling International Championship was put up on the line as Kawhi Kid the other half of the Inter-Japan Violence Factory, the World Tag Team Champions squared off with the first ever international champion, Kick-Ass Wrestling Hall of Famer, the Dark Soul. Dark Soul, of course, in an inc- you know he's had an incredible um, uh, run, quite frankly, in underground wrestling. His recognised run the United Kingdom spans... Um, for nearly a decade and a half he's been around since 2001 so 18 years uh in underground wrestling you know from start to finish pretty damn impressive quite frankly um so he was taken on Kawhi kid of course the uh man who started out as a an excursioner from pro wrestling shinjuku um and that's uh the long story, actually, the, the origin behind the Inter-Japan Violence Factory is that Suzuki and Kid were originally a tag team in Pro Wrestling Shinjuku before Kid um, came to kick-ass wrestling on his excursion. Um, and Suzuki, of course, originally from the United Kingdom, so you could argue Suzuki may have been a someone who kind of eased the transition for Kawhi Kid from uh, east to west, as it were. So the Dark Soul got the victory against the run of play in 9 minutes and 10 seconds to become the international champion for the second time. Uh, Of course, he created the championship back in 2015. Um, So congratulations to the Dark Soul becoming a kick-ass wrestling champion once again. Um... You know, all, all those years after capturing um, the Kick-Ass Wrestling Cruiserweight Championship and, of course, going on to create the International Championship, uh, Dark Soul has had quite a run um, in the last couple of years, even if his win-loss record has not, not been the most stellar. Um, then we had our main event, which was Mark West, the winner of the Saul Taylor Classic, taking on the undisputed kick-ass wrestling champion, D.L. Hicks. And Hicks, well, to say the very least, wasn't in the game at all. Uh, A Superman punch decked the prick, and West got the pin in just 53 seconds. Mark West is the brand new undisputed kick-ass wrestling champion so congratulations to the stoner king for capturing the title uh for the second time of course west captured the championship back at the eighth anniversary in 2016 so he it's been a long time coming for for mark west 
You know, he's had a path of redemption since he uh, was forced to leave kick-ass wrestling by losing in the I Quit match uh, last February at Stick It Up Your Valentines. He then returned at KAW10 and has since built his way back up to title contention and, of course, winning the Saul Taylor Classic. He beat the Psycho Yank in short order in just three minutes in the finals of the tournament. So to say the very least... Mark West may very well be onto something as far as finishing opponents very quickly. Now, Hicks had somewhat of a a moan, you could argue. Um, he mentioned on social media that 189 days had been um, blown away in just 53 seconds. Of course, he was referring to the fact that he had held that championship since KW10 and just basically threw every shred of momentum he had away, quite frankly. Um, he praised West. He said that West deserved the title, but he did question where the administration was. Now, this is something which I've noticed has happened. Um... Liam Stevens, the manager of the administration, apparently has some issues with some people who have come back onto the scene in underground wrestling. And uh, fortunately, I'm not drinking whiskey because I probably need to be drunk enough in order to get to the hook here. But um, the long and short of it is that um, the rumours are is that Liam is not happy with the fact that Nene Sao Sensation is back in kick-ass wrestling. Now, there's a big reason behind this. Uh, Not just necessarily that Nene is back in kick-ass wrestling, but Nene helped D.L. Hicks defeat Party Time Pete at Stick It Up Your Valentines in the Last Man Standing match. Of course, the original special guest referee for Stick It Up Your Valentines was going to be Dakyao Toitomi, who did make that one-shot appearance. And I might as well add, since Stick It Up Your Valentines... Dakiel has disappeared off the face of the earth. We've not been able to contact him whatsoever since February the 23rd. So, to say the very least, you know, there's a bit of worry going around the KW universe uh, as far as Dakiel is concerned, his whereabouts. Um, and so, Nene, Sal Sensation, um, I might as well mention the heat between himself and and Liam Stevens stretches back to 2013 and the uh, situation that led to Nene's departure from KW in July of 2013. The long and short of it is that the um, everyone knows pretty much why Nene left KW. Uh, his agent at the time, um, a very close confidant of his, and still is to this day, um, quite frankly, had an issue with Liam Stevens, who at the time was starting out in management. He was a talent scout. He was brought in to KAW in 2012. By 2013, he was starting to work with wrestlers in the KAW Academy. Um, in fact, Liam is the man that is credited in part with um, getting Horsemeat, Super Skull and Ale Salvador, the first three wrestlers from the modern-day KW Academy to play from the, I, I guess, the post-2012 KW Academy to really um, rise up. 
because um, of course we had the KW Academy from 2010 to 2012, um, which spawned the likes of Irish Assassin 1, uh, Jack Slane, to name but two. Uh, but it was a slightly different format to what the modern Academy uh, that we've had in place since 2012 kind of uh, came to be. So Liam was you know, so has been basically a talent scout, and he was kind of credited with giving those three guys, Super Skull, R.A., Salvador, and Horsemeat, their break, um, because at the time in 2013, we were looking to expand. Genuinely, there were plans to expand beyond KW House at the time in 2013, but uh, several things put, uh, put us a few steps back at the time. Um, by about June, July, the acrimony between Nene and Liam uh, reached a fever pitch because Nene had genuine legitimate heat with a wrestler in kick-ass wrestling that Liam uh, was politically allied with and that wrestler uh, hit somewhat the um, missing link as it were but the common denominator at the same time was Wizkid Luke former kick-ass wrestling cruiserweight champion British heavyweight champion and world tag team champion alongside uh, later on in 2013, alongside Party Time Pete, another uh, wrestler who at the time was managed, advocated, and like by Liam Stevens, a Liam Stevens geezer, as it were, back in 2013. Um, so politically, it just became very factionalized back in 2013, and uh, many people seen some of the signs repeat themselves in 2019 uh much to my chagrin because being the uh the f- found the founder of kick-ass wrestling the former commissioner and now arguably the senior figure on the kick-ass wrestling executive committee liam is baying for blood he thinks that i got nene in at the expense of uh other people uh he thinks that basically liam is a you know liam's a great mind as far as kick-ass wrestling is concerned he's a great talent scout but by god the poor guy gets paranoid at the drop of a hat um the long and short of it is that um i mean the two of us have smoothed things over in the last two three four weeks but liam is you know he likes his conspiracy theories he's always liked them and we've not really thought twice about it. Um, but he believes that there was a switcheroo between Dakao and Nene um, that took place during the main event of Stick It Up Your Valentines to kind of uh, cut the nuts off of uh, what was the original plan for the main event. Um, also... Knowing the history between D.L. Hicks and Nene Sao Sensation, the two of them former honour and respect stablemates with Jack Slane back in the day, um, and then they fought against each other when Hicks left honour and respect and formed the Bastard Nation in 2012. It's, to say the very least, a very complicated story, but politically one which has culminated somewhat uh, in the last couple of weeks, and Liam Stevens trying to rally the KW roster against me and other members of the KW executive committee because of this obvious paranoia that he is suffering from. And 
as mentioned, it is a genuine character flaw on the part of the former general manager. Um, and I just hope that, uh, you know, he, 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 uh, he, obviously it's an issue that he has to deal with himself. But as far as KAW is concerned, um, I mean, I, for one, uh, book, I booked Dakow at Stick It Up Your Valentine's because um, the, the long and short of it, he was in town. He reached out to me and he actually came up with the idea for what match he wanted to wrestle in. And that was to re-team up with Rogue um, to reform Japanese pop for one day. Um, so for lack of better expression, they could put over the next tag team dynasty in the inter-Japan violence factory. So as far as that's concerned, I was all cool with that. I even offered the refereeing gig for the main event to Dakao. I did not um, at that time expect Nene to have been there. Now, I did book Nene to wrestle Snow for April Duels, and that is on me, but it's only because Snow requested that Nene put his money where his mouth was, quite frankly, and wrestle him. Uh, if anything, just to turn the clock back, but also to see if he'd still had it, you know, six years removed from his prime. So it was kind of a challenge issued by Snow, and I acquiesced to it, you know, in the only way I could possibly figure out how, <laughs> quite frankly. So uh, politically, yes, it's a minefield, quite frankly. Uh, but kick-ass wrestling has always been like that. It's always been a political minefield, quite frankly. Um, but uh, uh, over the, like I said, over the last couple of weeks, things have been smoothed over to a degree between myself and Liam. Um, I think he's aware that that, uh, that Nene may be at uh, future kick-ass wrestling events. But the thing is, obviously, Liam, uh, there's way too much water under the bridge between the two of them. Um, and even if it is a case of the two of them having to just change in separate locker rooms, so be it. But obviously, uh, that's just speculation. Nene has not been booked for British style, by the way. Um, and that's only because it is the classic excuse. Creative just has nothing for him at the moment. Um, I mean, if he reaches out, fine. I'll I'll see what what happens, and you know, if I have to piss into the wind, fair enough. But uh, at this point in time, I just thought I'd shed a little bit of light into uh, a situation which has politically reared its ugly head and really proven to be quite uh, poisonous as far as the locker room uh, is concerned. It, I mean, it was tense to begin with, but now this has just increased the tension somewhat. Um, anyway, enough talking about that. I will talk about the fact that we got uh, uh, some you know dates coming up in the future. Of course, Saturday the 1st of June 2019 is British Style 11. That's at... Uh, St Mary's Church Hall in Chadwell. Um, now, I will mention this. Um, there's a rumoured undisputed title rematch for DL Hicks in the car- on the cards. However, one thing I forgot to mention when I uh, talked about the report for April Dawes is that Party Time Pete came out and teased the cash-in of the Shot at Glory briefcase. Now, 
Pete's agenda for winning the briefcase in the first place was so that he could challenge D.L. Hicks, whom he has zero love lost for. So, the fact that Hicks lost the title, Pete's motivation to become the undisputed champion kind of died with Hicks' title reign there. Um, obviously, Pete would rather have beaten Hicks for the championship than, than Mark West. Um, however, Pete's ha- uh, hat has been thrown into the ring, as it were, concer- concerning a possible three-way contest between West making his first defence of the championship against Hicks and Pete. So, stay tuned on social media for more information. Um, one programming note, actually. This is actually the season finale of season seven of KOW Radio. Uh, we're going to start season eight again uh, at some point in the month of May. So, we're going to take a f- couple of weeks off and then get into season eight um, like I said, in some point of May, but it's only because we've been off for a month. We've had technical difficulties up the wazoo with uh, our Spreaker system and our IT system and everything else. So it's just a case of making sure that shit works first before we even think about going any further. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's KW in a nutshell. Of course, June first is British Style Eleven. Um, August the 3rd is the final stop 2019. And then our 11th anniversary show is on September the 7th. Um, So information on those shows will be forthcoming, uh, I guess, in the coming weeks. So uh, we'll keep you posted. Don't worry. Don't shit the bed. Anyway, moving on to uh, Grap Shows. Because I love my grap shows, don't I? So I sure shit do. Um, now, the reason why I mention this is because um, since March, there have been a fair few grap shows I've been to. Um, but uh, the weird thing is, I've only been to one show in the month of April. Most of them took place in the month of March. Um, where I left you actually, was on the weekend, and I'm drawing a fucking blank, until I actually pull up my, uh, oh, here we go, Um, until the month of March, here we go, March, so we had five shows up until the the 9th of March, (coughs) yeah, so the 9th of March, and then I took, I think I took a show off, and then uh, March 16th was Burning Hearts, and we'll start from there. So, there was uh, one, two, three, four, five, six... Wait, wait, wait. So, Burning Hearts is the only show I don't actually have results for, um, but that's only because I don't think they actually post it, their results on their website or on their uh, social media, which is uh, just a tiny bit frustrating, if I'm perfectly honest with you. Um, so as far as that's concerned, um, it's a pain in the ass, but I do like the concept of, uh, burning hearts. It's, uh, basically it's a kind of a team thing. You know, you have the hellfire furies who are the rudos and the, uh, technico wild heart rebels. It's a, it's a really simple concept I can get on board with, uh, because I'm a flaming idiot and I would lose 
my focus entirely if it wasn't uh, something like that, if I'm perfectly honest with you. So as for, as far as that's concerned, great. Um, like I said, it's just a case of me just trying to remember, who, you know, who are the goodies and who are the baddies because, you know, there are some, you know, there are some pretty awesome uh, folks on those cards. Um, and the last show I went to from Burning Hearts was back in September 2017. And goodness me, I, I enjoyed it because, um, you know, like I said, it was very it was a short, sweet show. It was less than two hours. Um, so, yeah, uh, as far as that, uh, all that was concerned... Um, that was awesome, and I tried my best to try and get to another show, uh, but alas, the dates just didn't add up, so, but I got to this one, this one was Femme Fatality, I like the name, uh, and it was at, uh, one of the more intimate venues that, uh, you'll see in professional wrestling in the UK, especially in London, the Theatre Delhi in Camberwell, in South London, um, so, very intimate venue, as I've mentioned. Um, and, uh, fair enough. Uh, so, I'm just saying that, uh, yeah, they haven't got uh, any information in regards to results on their website or their social media. So, again, a bit of a pain in the backside, but uh, it was a fun show on when was it 16th of march christ i've just realized i've got a lot of these to go through <laughs> so uh so uh let's uh, soldier on without uh fannying around too much uh march 22nd was my 22nd show of the year as i went to pro wrestling soul solder electric boogaloo from uh, nart space in wimbledon uh results uh, the ojmo beat Ender Cara in the opening contest. Sam Stoker with Lewis Howley defeated Ashmore. Stoker replacing Chris Ridgway, who, uh, due to travel issues, was unable to make the show. Uh, the women's match, uh, which is the always seemingly now... the I think that it's now gotten to the point where the women's match is the first half main event, um, as these two did the in-ring photo uh, at halftime. Uh, Mercedes Blaze beat Talia Martins. Um, and there's a really awesome group photo of myself, um, and about 10 of us. Um, so to say the least, that was quite fun to do that. Um, so on my, uh, I was going to say on my shoot Facebook account, it's actually now my new, uh, cover photo because after goodness me, three years, I just needed a change of pace for my cover photo. And that worked perfectly. So you got no word of a lie. Yeah, I think you've got about ten of us in this photo. Um, so I'm I'm pretty chuffed with that. If I'm perfectly, and I actually I actually posted when I posted it. I actually put a caption: Talia and Mercedes have a posse. Um. So there you go. Um, moving on. Um. The second half began with uh, some Kafka Cup uh, shenanigans in the form of a stipulation roulette match as Roy Johnson defeated David Francisco. 
moving on, Scotty Davis defeated Jordan Brakes and uh, I think the consensus match of the night. In the main event, the NIC, Charlie Carter and Ogian Delaney defeated Connor Mills and Danny Duggan. Really good matchup that was too. So, uh, promising soul. Uh, can't get enough of them at this, at this point in time. Uh, the next show's on May 19th as they present um, Soul 3, See No Evil. Um, and they've announced a few people. Um, and I'll be interested to see how that all uh, transpires on May 19th. Uh, moving on. IPW. Uh, my token visit for the t- for the year was at, uh, on the 24th of March as we went to Maidstone. Uh, Maidstone Leisure Centre is a pain in the arse to get to, quite frankly. And I'll say that, uh, you, know, un- you know, absolutely unequivocally. Maidstone's a nice, f- a nice town, bear that in mind. Maidstone's a really nice place, but the Leisure Centre is just out in the sticks, quite frankly. So uh, it was a ball ache to get to. Uh, and it was a ball ache to get back. But 15 minutes into the town centre and then I found a KFC. So I was after the show, I was fine. It was just a case that I'd missed my train. So I had to wait an hour, kill an hour basically, to get to Maidstone East. And uh, when, by the time I got to London, it was nearly midnight. So yeah, that was... Uh, that was a, a slog, quite frankly. Um, results. I actually got results because um, one of my esteemed colleagues, who uh, is a moderator on cagematch.net, actually asked for the results, and he got them. So let's take a look at uh, what results they were given. Uh, the Anti-Fun Police, Chief Deputy Dunn, Cadet Joe Nelson, and Los Federal Santos Jr. defeated Team Storm. Ashley Dunn, Andreas Korn, Jay Car- Garner. Ben Basden defeated James Castle to become the number one contender to the IPW Junior Heavyweight Championship. IPW Tag Titles, Pretty Deadly, Lewis Howley and Sam Stoker defeated Eminem, Conor Mills and Maverick Mayhew to retain the titles. Uh, In the uh, international uh, singles matchup that uh, closed out the first half, uh, Matt Taven defeated Rob Sharp. Um, second half, Dr. Luke Phoenix defeated Danny Duggan, subbing for Chris Ridgway. IPW Women's Championship, Bobby Tyler defeated Sierra Loxton to win the championship. Um, and the International Battle Royal um, had a litany of wrestlers, um, and it was won by Rob Sharp. So uh, I'm trying to remember... Um, I think the anti-fun police won tag title shot as uh, both members of Pretty Deadly were in it and they were both eliminated by uh, members of the AFP so that makes sense because in the International Battle Royal if you are a champion and you enter and you're eliminated um, in the future whoever eliminated you gets a title shot and in the case of the tag team titles if you, you know, whoever eliminates the champions team up and wrestle for those tag team championships. Okay. But I mean, it was an interesting show. I mean, in a bubble, not too bad, but my God, Maidstone's a pain in the ass to, to get to. Um, 
I mean, the original hook for that show was Madison Rain, and she pulled out the show. And, you know, I did feel a bit sorry for Bobby Tyler, who was basically her substitute. But, uh, you know, fair play to both women, actually, in that title match. They they did pretty well. And uh, um, I still don't get the hype behind Ben Basden, to be honest with you. I've seen him on the IPW TV show that they showed on the Fight Network. And uh, there's potential, I suppose. But uh, not I'm not quite on board yet. But that's just me. Um, shifting gears to the 28th of uh, March. IWL, who are now on cage match officially. Um, but this is not on this particular show is not on the results page yet because the results haven't been posted on cage match kingdom come from resistance gallery in Bethnal green uh, taking a look at those results Laura Di Matteo defeated Daryl Allen in the opening contest three-way matchup the OJMO defeated both Chris Brooks and Buffalo Soldier uh, with a, a double half crab Joseph Kafka defeated the Hackcore champion JJ Lynch. Um, grudge match: Jack Sexsmith defeated Maverick Mayhew. Spike Trevay defeated TK Cooper. Uh, Jade defeated Mauro Chavez. Um, Niwa defeated Danny Jones in a WrestleGate exhibition match. Uh, WrestleGate by uh, running out of Nottingham and uh, they tend to do exhibition matches on uh, other promotion shows this was pretty damn good and your main event no disqualifications saw Connor Mills defeat David Francisco to become the very first IWL champion so uh, arguably the strongest show that IWL have put on uh, by Country Mile uh, the lineup was absolutely on point they had a really bad reputation for the first couple of shows in that there was a lot of pullouts um uh, we joked actually that uh, i think it was untitled which i think was their first show at uh resistance gallery and bethnal green uh that, that we, I think I actually joked that uh, that show had more pullouts in it than a Chav gangbang. Um, because, let's be fair, Chavs aren't going to be using condoms in a gangbang. So, <laughs> so they have to use the pullout method. You know. um, but anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, I've just realised actually where I got that uh, Talia and Mercedes have a posse thing. It's, uh, it's, basic, it's basically me remembering the Andre the Giant has a posse uh, ad camp, art, street art campaign from uh about oh fuck it's probably from the late 80s early 90s um i mean if literally if you google it andre the giant has a posse you'll know what i'm fucking talking about um so uh uh that's uh so that's the uh the gist of it um moving on to Progress, Chapter 87, as they presented Bread Knife from the Electric Ballroom in Camden. Only the second show I've been to in the Electric Ballroom. I missed the January one because of Pro Wrestling Soul. Um, I'm glad I didn't miss this one, though, because there was a lot of shit happening. 
They started with the dark match, which was a frontline guest match, six-man tag team matchup as Jay, Joshua, Cam Lucia, and Malik defeated Callum Newman, Nadeem, and Scotty Davis. Um, Super Strong Style 16 qualifying matchup. David Starr defeated Connor Mills to advance to Super Strong Style 16. Starr evidently wrestling a double header that afternoon. So he headed straight to the cockpit uh, for RevPro. Um, moving on. Uh, uh, women's title four-way qualifying matchup as Nina Samuels put her spot up against Casey Owens and got the victory there to retain her spot at Super Strong Style 16, the title match there on day two. Uh, tag team matchup, CCK, Chris Brooks and John Gresham defeated, the, uh, uh, defeated LAX uh, by count-out. And so I think it was set up for Super Strong Style. TK Cooper defeated Angelico. Another Super Strong Style 16 qualifying matchup. Lucky Kid defeated Tristan Archer. In the main event... I think the longest, most epic matchup in progress history, uh, in some people's eyes, um, as Aussie Open defeated the Swords of Essex in 44 minutes, 36 seconds in tables, ladders and chairs to win the Progress Tag Team Championships. And my fucking God, I had a birthday going through this show. It was brutal, quite frankly. So, uh, yeah, fair play to... You know, Aussie Open and the Swords of Essex, they really did pull out as many stops as they humanly could. Um, so, uh, yeah, quite the uh, quite the show. And then I took 13 days off because my uh, most recent show was only on April 13th. So that's Pro Wrestling Eve, as they presented Bigger Than Jesus. Um, my favourite... Uh, B Sharp's album name. Oh shit, no, that's bigger than Jesus. Oh fuck. <laughs> I've digress. Um that 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 reference has probably gone over everyone's head. Much to everyone's eternal chagrin. But uh hey, um Uh what are you gonna do? <laughs> um so the results from that four-way contest Laura DiMatteo defeated Charlie Evans Giselle Shaw and Little Miss Roxy yeah, Laura winning two opening contests at Resgal shows on the bounce there uh, in the space of two weeks um, so uh, moving on if I can actually get to the bloody tab in question uh Aaron Angel defeated Chikara making her Eve return um Mercedes Martinez defeated Nightshade um and that was a really good showing from Nightshade as well um against the goodness me how long has Mercedes Martinez been around she's been around for years and years I can't remember now um so that was the first half main event. Second half began Rebel Kinney making her main roster debut in EVE. Uh, she's been on a sh- couple of Sheevolution shows. She defeated Mercedes Blaze, making her EVE main show return. She was in a Sheeviva series matchup in December. Um, won the feature matchups. Saw Sue Young defeat Seshimov Martina. And that was a really good uh, co-main event for this show. 
Uh, and your main event saw Emi Sakura defeat Jamie Hayter, the reigning Ace of Eve. Um, so there was a, also a promo involving the new Eve champion, Kaylee Ray. Um, Jamie Hayter, of course, uh, as a result of winning the She Won, can challenge for any championship in Pro Wrestling Eve that she wants. And she kind of made an illusion that she was going to challenge for the Eve Championship at Wrestle Queendom uh, on June 30th. But uh, there's a small matter of the rematch that Nina Samuels is due. And those two will wrestle for the title on April 26th um, at We're All Gonna Die, um, better known as the Chris Wolf Retirement Show. So that's uh, that's going to be pretty... That's a meaty... Ma- you know, that's a meaty matchup for for uh, for that kind of show and apropos, I suppose. Anyway, <clears throat> so that's uh, up. Yeah, I think everyone's up to date with all my uh, grap show shenanigans in the ne- in the the next. Uh, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Jesus Christ. Uh, I'll tell you why. It's weird because my shoot job has absolutely killed me in the last, uh, probably since February. I've had three days off outside of like Saturdays and Sundays since January the 10th. So basically a long fucking time. I took one day off in February and that was to get to Brighton for Riptide. And then I took a four day weekend because... Um, the Friday was basically meant to be my production meeting for April Duels. I didn't actually go through with it because a lot of shit happened um, behind the scenes, which I won't divulge. But, my God, what a pain in the ass! And then Monday, I uh, recovered from the hangover I thought I was going to have for WrestleMania. Uh, the reality was I was just I just needed sleep. And had the stitches taken out of this uh, fucking injury that I had on my, that I had to my wrist. Yeah, so three days since like January, early January. Brutal, brutal shit to say the least. So my shoot job, he you has know, kicked, kicked the shit out of me in the last uh, couple of months. Um, so the fact that I'm off for it, you know, until the 30th of April is a fucking blessing in disguise, quite frankly, because I am so... Oh, I'm, I'm one part shattered, but at the same time, I am, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, it feels a bit like it's not worth the fucking effort, but uh, it, it probably is worth the fucking effort. I'm just being lazy. Um... So, uh, my next show is on the 24th of April. It would have been actually on the 17th. But um, instead, um, attack. Uh, due to, I think, a fuck-up with the the Dome, uh, as far as like their date was concerned. Uh, their show's moved a week. They end up doing a fucking show in Cardiff at the Bingo Hall in Cartes, which... Uh, that's one of the wrestling venues I definitely want to get to at some point. Um, I mean, I actually said because, you know, the the, the scene in, in Wales is, uh, is always, you know, fascinated me somewhat. They've produced some immensely amazing talent, quite frankly. 
Um, and so I'm keen to get back to Wales for the first time in two years because, uh, of course, I went to the Neon in Newport for uh, uh, the Fight Club Pro Chikara special, um, which was fucking awesome. And the Neon now is the venue, main venue for Dragon Pro in Newport. So uh, I'll be... In, I'd want to get to one of those shows eventually at one point because they tend, they seem to have some really good shit happening there. Um, taking a look at, uh, the, right. So what they have, what little they've announced for, uh, attack live at the dome three, they've announced Chris Brooks versus Drew Parker, the cabal, which is that Illuminati looking group. Uh, that seemingly have recruited Shea Purser of all people uh, against um, Team Attack um, the uh, South Wales subculture Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster versus Wild Boar and Bronco Brandon White uh, Dan Maloney versus Shigehiro Irie um, so quite an interesting line up there uh, and that's just what I can glean off of the uh, the face the facebook page of all things um so that's six days away or whatever oh actually we're in the closing like i said the early hours of friday than the the 19th so it'll technically be posted on the 19th this episode of kw radio so uh shit um then i have a small matter of iwl's next show which is spike trevay's uk leaving party um which was be headlined, of course, by Spike challenging Connor Mills for the IWL Championship. Also on the lineup, Chuck Mambo versus the OJMO. Chris Ridgway versus Candy Floss. So that's hard as fuck versus sweet as fuck. Gene Money versus Rocky Mack. William Eva versus Joseph Kafka. Um, Roy Johnson's in, in uh, the building for... A Wasteman Challenge. And then you've got a five-way clusterfuck involving... I've got to get this right. LJ Cleary, Talia Martins, Callum Newman, Darcy Stone and Maverick Mayhew. That is a stacked lineup, uh, And, you know, some may even consider that a bit of a, uh, a downer considering Chris Brooks was on the last IWL show. But fuck you. <laughs> Don't be a dick. Um, so yeah, uh, there's some fucking immense talent on that show. And, uh, speaking of IWL, they announced a couple of dates as well. Um, their next date after Spike's leaving party is Ground Zero on May 30th, also at Resistance Gallery. And they are putting their own little twist on the Round Robin tournament format. Um, which interests me because British style, of course, is primarily around Robin Tournament. Um, they've announced TK Cooper for the show. Not sure whether he's in the tournament, but the Ground Zero Tournament, according to IWL, is a one-night, three-person round-robin tournament. The winner gets an IWL title shot anytime, anywhere, but the loser cannot fight for the title for the next 12 months. So, until the next Ground Zero event. Um, 
There are four points for a win by pin or submission, three points for a win by disqualification or countout, and two points for a draw. So obviously no points for a loss. So it's a three-person tournament as well, which bear in mind, you know, that's three matches. That's a very quick and to the point round-robin tournament. And each match, bear in mind also, has a 10-minute time limit. So obviously you need a point system for a draw in case it gets to that point. Um, and then uh, you've got Pro Wrestling Eve, the home, uh, you know, the, providing the uh, forum for the Chris Wolf Retirement Show on April 26th. Only the one match so far has been announced. And of course, that is Kaylee Ray defending the Pro Wrestling Eve Championship against Nina Samuels. Um, then it's uh, kind of everywhere and anything that uh, could happen. A not huge amount in May has been confirmed outside of Super Strong Style 16. Uh, there's a few things, but at the same time, there isn't. Um, which confuses the fuck out of myself. There is a, another debuting promotion at Resgal on the 3rd of May which is um, Wrestling League, which are based in uh, Essex. I believe their main venue is in Harwich, to be precise. Um, They are are running Sci-Fight Series 3, I want to say. Is that the name of it? Um, Sci-Fight Series 3 at Resgal. Interesting, but at the same time, it, it, it's also Resgal, so, you know, you kind of expect that. Um, that features uh, uh, a guy, I believe he's on his first UK tour, Brian Pillman Jr. is uh, going to be in action at Resgal. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, and there's a litany of other talents I think they've also announced as well. Uh, so I might pay a visit to uh, Resgal on the 3rd of May. 4th, 5th and 6th of May, of course, is Super Strong Style 16. Uh, the progress elephant in the room, as it were. Um, and uh, there's a lot of shit happening there. RevPro, uh, uh, they have a cockpit show on the 5th, but I'm going to Give that a miss in lieu of uh, Epic Encounter 2019 at York Hall Bethnal Green. Two matches so far they have announced. I don't know if they've announced anything else. They're probably too busy announcing stuff for their Bristol show. I think think that they're running Bristol at the weekend. Um, My memory serves it correctly. But they've uh, announced two matches. uh, Suzuki Gun uh, defending the British Tag Team Championships against Aussie Open. And a ladder match for the British Cruiserweight Championship as El Fantasmo gets another crack at David Starr and the championship. So uh, that would be, uh, you know, it's been a while since I've been to York Hall. I'm not going to lie. I kind of got turned off a little bit by some some of their bigger Rev Pro show, the bigger Rev Pro shows in 2018. So I I became a little bit... uh, concerned about that but uh you know their cockpit shows by and large have been okay so it's not as if it's uh 
it's not exactly as if it's, uh, you know, soured my opinion of RevPro. Sometimes you just go for a really bad patch. And uh, I felt that they have, you know, as far as like York Hall shows are concerned. Um, you know, it happens to, to the best of, it happens to most wrestling promotions, quite frankly. <clears throat> right, so that's uh, Epic Encounter. I'm just trying to find out what else I've got. May, that's on Friday, May 10th. Saturday, May 11th, Pro Wrestling Eve are back at Resgal for their ninth anniversary show, She Persisted, which, uh, fuck, why am I drawing a blank all of a sudden? Uh, it is nearly 3 a.m. as we record this, so uh, that's probably what it is. Uh, the, <laughs> it features the returning Nicole Matthews. Um, of course, she uh, appeared at uh, <coughs> excuse me at Pro Wrestling Eve's first She Won tournament in 2017. <coughs> um, <coughs> goodness me! Oh. <coughs> there we go. Trying not to cough up my lung, actually, come to think of it there. But uh, try as you might, sometimes you fail. Uh, head drop are back in at Resgal on the 12th of May. Um, they've announced some matches. Um, and their last show back in December was quite fun, actually, to be fair. So that look, uh, you know, if you can grab a ticket to that because that's uh, a little different. I'm going to say that. Uh, I mean, give you an idea of some of the matches. So you know, they've announced Chris Brooks versus Cassius, um, Karen Noir versus the OJMO. That gives you an idea of sort of the the change of pace, I suppose. Um, a couple of more matches they have announced, but for time reasons, I'm going to leave that. Um, leave it. It's, it's like it's like trying to pick a fucking scab. It's you know, leave it. Um, yeah. So uh, that's taking place on the 12th of May. Uh, what else is going on? Shit. Oh, that's it. Uh, Soul, Pro Wrestling Soul 3. See no evil. In space. No, not in space. Um, May 19th. Oh, that's the one. Uh, yeah, that's taking place at Merton Arts Space. They've announced a few names. Um, off the top of my head, I am f- struggling to remember. The only name I can think of is that Candy Floss is making her Pro Wrestling Soul return. Um... Then there's Progress on the 26th of May, Chapter 89, the 26th of May, 1988. So a little trip back in time, 31 years. Um, for those who are wondering what that is obviously a reference to, check out May 27th, I think it was, 1978, which is legitimately the 70s show that they did. It was fucking ace. It was, you know, it was a different, it was a completely different vibe by design. <coughs> and it was so cool just seeing, like, uh, you know, little touches of authenticity. Admittedly, the modern crowd kind of ruined it a tiny bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, those are small nitpicks. 
So May 30th grounds, uh, is IWL Ground Zero, as I've mentioned. June 1st, of course, is KW British Dole number 11. June 2nd, I am looking possibly at runner uh, heading to... Um, why can't I remember it all of a sudden? Southside, as they present Notorious 9 at the Priory Centre, and I nearly shit myself because I realised where it is. At the Priory Centre in St Neots, where nearly two years ago I lost my phone. And, yeah, I've not forget... Uh, to be fair, I'm more... I think what it is, I'm more... Um, I'm more mad at uh, St. Neots, the town, more than anything. <laughs> it's fucking strange. Uh, so, uh, they've announced a few matches, I believe. Uh, they have got Drago versus Senza Volto. Uh, they've announced uh, Shana, who I think is still the Queen of Southside, uh, taking on Casey Spinelli, who's in the country... Uh, in the month of June um, because I've just realised there's another show I am seeing her at um, Chris Tyler versus Sean Custom uh, and I think that's it so far that they have announced that's on 2nd of June uh, um, and then I think I'm taking a bit of time off although let me double check my calendar because June is a bit of a weird one because June yeah, nope, there's uh, Eve on June 8th. Then on the 14th of June um, is Frontline, uh, apparently, as uh, they present their year anniversary show, A Year on the Frontline. Uh, and they have announced only one name at the moment, and whoever is doing their bloody uh, social media can't spell for shit quite frankly <laughs> i'm shit at spelling myself goodness me the spell check is basically l- literally the best thing ever um so as far as that's concerned yeah i'm just thrilled that i have a spell checker um but yeah they have completely butchered this fucking wrestler's name which is I guess super annoying, but at the same time, I kind of understand why. Um, uh, because, uh, oh, yeah, I'm just muttering to myself now because uh, I've completely lost the fucking plot. <laughs> it is, like I said, it's nearly 3 a.m. I am buzzing off my tits on the Red Bull that I had at uh, Thingy. Um, I'm a twat. Uh, no, but uh, anyway, so I'll I'll recap, shall I? Yeah, I'll recap. Okay, so uh, Frontline are running the Stratford Circus Art Centre on the 14th of June, presenting their first anniversary show, and it's called A Year on the Frontline. There we go. Got that out. Now, the only person they've re- they've announced is a Joshi wrestler. Now, I don't know if that is specifically because I my prayers have sort of been answered as far as, you know, 
this kind of shit's concerned, but they announced Miyu Yamashita. Now, if you're wondering who the fuck she is, uh, she is uh, from Tokyo Joshi Pro, which is the sister promotion, literally, of DDT. Um, looking at you know, the fact that she's got a Wikipedia page helps me. She also has a cage match profile, which is, again, a help. Um, long story short, she's from Fukuoka, uh, she debuted in 2013, and oh, why am I drawing a blank on what her nickname is? Uh, it's the, the I think her nickname is the Pink Striker. If my memory says correctly. Yes, that's it. Yeah, it's actually on her Wikipedia, which has actually fucking loaded. So thank you, Wikipedia. Um, I mean, she is actually. Do you know what's fucking weird? I didn't even realise this. She's the current Shine Champion. Where the fuck did that happen? Uh. 12 days ago. Oh, okay. It happened on Mania Weekend. Of course. Uh, because she's also the current, I believe. Print. Uh, wait, let me double check. The current two-time Tokyo Joshi Pro Princess of Princess Champion. So there you go. And also a former three-time DDT Iron Man Heavy Metalweight Champion. My favourite championship in the entire wrestling universe. Seriously. Um... I mean, I love it. I fucking love that uh, that title. Uh, but um, if you're wondering, actually, uh, someone else that I've seen from Tokyo Joshi Pro in the last 12 months, uh, you is uh, an alumni of uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro. So there you go. You know, I think if I'm right, still as we stand, you is probably the most witnessed Japanese wrestler, I think, in my list. One thing I'm actually going to do um, over the uh, course of the Easter break is to collate how many times I've seen people wrestle because people do this shit all the time, and I'm just curious. But back to Mia Yamashita for a second. Um, From what little I've seen of her, uh, she's pretty damn good. So that's a pretty that's a pretty good uh, uh, that's a coup if you ask me for front line. So uh, so there you go. Um, so yeah, um, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, but I could I didn't even realise she was the current Shine champion. So yeah, that that took place over over Mania weekend. Goodness me. Um. Yeah, so it was on the WWN Super Show Mercury Rising 2019. Um, let's see. Oh, wouldn't you know who won the pony? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I really should start paying attention to these small shows that take place at... Uh, on Mania Weekend. Uh, not IPW, of course. Jesus Christ, that went down like a fart in church, uh, from what I, I've been told. Their New York show was not popular. Uh, but uh, I, I, that, that's, I, I could go on about uh, how that's another story uh, entirely. But uh, yeah, uh, that's quite. Uh, that's the first announcement for that Frontline anniversary show, which is so odd. Um, but then again, they've got some more matter of um, sorting out a next-gen show, I think, on April 27th. So, uh, I have been considering going to that, but it's in fucking Raynham. Uh, 
I, I've always wanted. I, I've always wanted to say bore off Raynham, but no, I, I don't know. Uh, they got some interesting stuff on that show, but uh, um, I don't know. It's just a case of uh, can I be asked to get that train from Limehouse to Raynham? And uh, who knows? We'll see. Uh, motivation, I think, is more is going to be more than anything. I mean, if I can get that fucking list sorted that I was talking about to collate who I've seen wrestle and stuff. Um, now, <clears throat> two days after the Frontline anniversary show, BW are running the International Grand Prix uh, at the Sherwood School in Mitcham. Uh, a new venue for them. Uh... And I have a theory. K&K Stadium stopped BW from running shows there when they realised that Casey Spinelli uh, would be there. Because, of course, Casey is the current BEW Women's Champion. Has been for over a year now. So that's pretty damn impressive. Uh, Of course, the Women's Champion in BEW is, for lack of a better expression, the number one entrant in in, in the, whatever it is, International Grand Prix. Uh, and of course, well, not the champion, I should say the winner. Uh, so in this case, it was KC. Um, I think in the finals, uh, long story short, she went to hip attack someone during the brawl back, like outside of the ring. Her intended target got out the way because it's a fucking hip attack. And they can be pretty brutal. And Casey ended up just demolishing what she probably thought was like a solid pillar. But it was like a false wall kind of pillar. Um, yeah, it's really, really interesting of note. Uh, so, yeah. Um, also, bearing in mind that, that the show would go in uh, Mitchum is just holding IGP. Apparently, their September and November shows, which are September 21st and November 30th, are going to be held at the Hillcross School in Morden, which is apparently closer to Morden Tube Station. So, uh, I mean, one thing about BEW is that they promised to keep their wrestling product in the London Borough of Merton. And obviously, so they run there. They've run Tunnel 267 in Wimbledon. Um... And, of course, they run at Merton Abbey Mills every July. They've ran at Tooting Market. They run at, um, at Mitcham Carnival, which actually is taking place on June 15th, uh, which is something to bear in mind. Um, I'm trying... I'm stalling because I'm trying to find uh, a, a list of participants in this... Uh, this little tournament. And, uh, it's doing my nut in this, quite frankly, because, uh, there have been matches announced. Uh, so let's take a quick look, see. Uh, so they've announced, uh, what's it? One, two. So they've announced three IGP, um, first round matches um 
So you've got Canada's Calamity Kate taking on Kat Von Cage, representing Wales. Amber Nova, representing the United States, taking on Lex Avalo, representing Germany. Uh, recently announced was Nadia Sapphire, representing Wales, against Machiko-san, representing U- USA, uh, slash Japan. Also, you've got... Um, a BW heavyweight title matchup. It's Kieran Corrupt, the new champion. Of course, he won the Rumble in the tunnel. Takes on James Mason. That could be pretty good. Um, also, in the tournament, you have got, of course, Casey Spinelli, uh, Casey Owens, um, oh, who I believe. Oh, I just realised there's another re- uh, matchup I've, I've seen as well, which is Mila Schmidt representing France, taking on Casey Owens representing Northern Ireland. Uh, you've also got Shauna Reed and Moxie Molly representing the US. You've got Molly Spartan representing Scotland and Avery representing Australia, who is making her BW uh, debut, I believe, on an affiliated show in Germany, technically. Uh, but uh, I believe she's going to be part of the BW roster for the next couple of shows as well. Um so that's a very loaded line. I mean, to be fair, the International Grand Prix is probably one of the most loaded events you're going to see, quite frankly. So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm quite interested in how that, uh, that transpires, quite frankly. Um, so that's uh, BW June 16th. June 23rd, Tidal are running uh, their return show to the New Cross Inn in southeast London. I missed their debut there because um, I went to Red Pro at the cockpit instead. Uh, I don't regret it, but I do regret it in a weird way because apparently the New Cross Inn is so weird. I went there for a gig a few years ago and it seemed super intimate. And apparently, from what I've been told, you can barely just swing a cat in that place, never mind a wrestling ring. <laughs> so, I will be very interested to see how uh, that trans, how, how that, that, that set up and stuff like that. So, yeah, they're hopefully going to like bring the full tidal uh, experience with NXI number two. Babylon's burning with anxiety. Um, so they've obviously. So it looks like they've got a fair few of their regulars, who uh, frequent the Le- the uh, Temple of Boom in Leeds, um, coming down as well, and a few of the guys that you would see on you know on your London scene as well. So that's that's quite good. How they obviously how those those. Uh, it's not exactly going to be oil and water, I don't think. Uh, then you've got what's next on that list, actually, for to wrap up June. Wrestle Queendom two, yeah, small matter of a small show taking place, courtesy of Pro Wrestling Eve at York Hall Bethnal Green. Um, again, it clashes with a Progress show, but then again, Progress would be, you know, Progress are dicks when it comes to Eve. I'm pretty sure, um, but. Uh, yeah, so technically, I'm probably missing, what, chapter 90, I think, if I've got the numbering right. 
of progress to go to Wrestle Kingdom. So, yeah, no real loss. Um, <clears throat> July is going to be interesting because potentially Riptide Point Break 2019 is on the agenda on July 5th. But the thing is, hotels in Brighton in July are pricey as fuck. The, the cheapest I've seen is over £100. So it may just be a case of getting someone's dog to, you know, tag. I don't know. I, I'll figure out something. But I, I'm desperate to get back to Riptide. So uh, I'll probably do something. Sell a kidney. I think that's all that's uh, viable on me at the moment. Um, but, yeah, July's going to be a bit tricky because I've got a couple of uh, things in the pipeline um, which I want to, you know, do... I want to do the proverbial ducks in a row. So uh, we'll leave it at that because I have got a stacked April... In the fact I've got three shows in three days. May is looking mental as well. June is looking crazy too. Um, I mean, taking a look just at what I'm interested in. SummerSlam Sunday, there is possibly, there's a possibility I could be either in Borehamwood or in Wales. Uh, BW actually uh, making their debut in Wales, August 11th. Um, for summertime smash um and pro wrestling clash present clash at the beach too which uh i would like to go to but i'd have to get a posse going quite frankly riptide are also doing a bank holiday wrestling thingy on the bank holiday monday 26th of august at the brighton open air theater which could be cool uh yeah, so I mean September chapter ninety five progress still chasing, which is uh, Alexandra Palace. Their big, their big September show is going to be at Ali Pally, which is going to be a very interesting uh, thing there. If I'm perfectly honest, but yeah, it's non-stop, quite frankly. Um, so yeah. Looking forward to it. <sighs> and take it and relax. Well, so yeah, I've ranted on for about uh, ninety minutes. Um, so there you go. Uh, I'll go to plugs very quickly. Our website, of course, is Kickass Wrestling dot co dot uk that is kick wrestling dot co dot uk on facebook facebook.com slash group slash kick wrestling uk on f- shit twitter twitter is uh i am at kw commissioner on twitter kw underscore underground is our website is our twitter group site jesus christ you can tell i'm it's approaching four o'clock and i am shattered I have technically been up nearly 24 hours, so it's something worth noting. Um, Instagram, we're at instagram.com forward slash kickasswrestlinguk. Um, DL Hicks actually uh, is on Instagram now. He's at prickstagram2006, if my memory serves it correctly. Um, apropos of something, I suppose, is uh, Mr. Hicks. 
Um, he certainly knows what the fuck he is. Yeah, indeed, he is a prickstagram 2006. <laughs> I was spot on. Uh, so, yeah, he's there. Uh, abuse him. If he adds you, of course, I think he's set the thing to private. Um, our shop zone is powered by zazzle.co.uk. And it's at uh, tinyurl.com forward slash kwswag. That is tinyurl.com slash kwswag. Um, I think for the Easter weekend, they've got an offer. Uh, 40% off t-shirts, 15% off site-wide uh, with a promo code ZLONGWEEKEND. Uh, that's good until the 22nd of April, so it's basically for the Easter weekend. Um, so you could get a good, t- uh, you get a T-shirt for a snip. Quite frankly, forty percent off is f- a fucking, you know, fucking good. And also, uh, we've got the small matter of uh, mugs and hats and shit like that. So uh, go to tinyurlcom slash kwswag. Go to tinyurlcom slash kawradio uh, for our homepage. Uh, for KW Radio pretty self-explanatory if I'm perfectly honest with you Um, but it's only because it's self-explanatory and I have to explain it by myself KW Radio tinyurl.com slash KW Radio feed is that RSS link to KW Radio now because this is the wrap up episode for series 7 at some point all episodes in series 7 are going to go on there and then Series 8 will continue it on. So that will happen probably in the next couple of weeks. But go to, So go to subscribe via whatever podcast linking thing that you do. I've got Podcast Addict, among other things. Uh, so tinyurl.com slash feed is what you need to use for KW Radio episodes going forward into series eight and finally our show playlist is tinyurl.com slash 2018 kw shows at tinyurl.com slash 2018 kw shows oh my lord lord have mercy lord have mercy uh i mean i am absolutely shattered at the moment like the fact that i've gotten through uh this this episode it's been a long episode it's been over an hour and a half but it's had to have been a a a pretty long episode because of reasons because it has been a long time over a month since we i've talked to you uh a lot of stuff has happened a lot of stuff will happen in the next few months um as a matter of fact, I'll probably explain a lot of stuff when it comes to uh, kick-ass wrestling in general on Series 8. Um, so Series 8 of KW Radio. I think the tentative start date for that, taking a very quick look at my calendar. Uh, so it's what? Going into the 19th of April. It will probably be on something like the 16th of May, I think. So, May 16th, uh, bear in mind that IWL show on the 30th of May, the Go Home Show to British Style will be on the 31st, 
I eat the day before, British style. It just makes sense, more than anything. Um, and, uh, yeah, that is it. Thank you very, very much for listening to this idiot ramble on for an hour and a half, talking bollocks. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you. I think with a closing thought. Um, you know, this is a fucked up world. Um, there's a lot of reasons why this world just you know you just think you know you just want to like just ask for a hug from something or someone because the world you know it feels like it's going to shit. Um, I mean, 2019, I have seen, and I will see, no word of a lie, half a dozen of my favourite pro wrestlers retire. Um, And it's fucking ridiculous, because some of them have retired way, you know, at their prime, some of them have retired way before their prime, and some of them, it's just a case of, you know, they've been so legendary for so long. Um, what's the landscape going to look like when they have finally hung up the boots? Um, and it's fucking crazy. But at the same time, as negative as all that sounds, and as negative as uh, I was going to wrap it up on, it's a great it's a great pause for thought and the pause for thought is looking at the the positives because oh got caught out with a yawn it like i said i've been up for nearly 24 hours sue me uh I think the fact of the matter is, you've got to look at the, the positives. For all the negative shit that, I, that has happened to me in 2019, and it, a lot of it has happened, um, friends, you know, some things have been, you know, irreparably fractured, some things have been irreparably changed, some things uh, have just gone south in a rather epic way. But for all the negative shit, there's a lot of positives. A lot, uh, you know, way too many positives to even think about. At first, you know, you, so you've got to think about the lo- the ones that have happened recently. I'll, I'll give you a good example. Wednesday night, I would have been at the wrestling. As mentioned, I would have been at Attack at the Dome. But, uh, that obviously got moved by a week. Now, um, the long and short of it is that uh, there was someone coming over, uh, and it was, you know, his birthday, uh, technically yesterday, Thursday, 18th of April, and we wanted to do something before he headed back, because he'd been in the UK for a week, um, taking in some of that awesome sweet, sweet graps, and, you know, we just wanted to, uh, do something for him. Ten people, you know, myself, Liam Stevens, and eight of our friends were in the Nando's in Stratford at the West at, at, at Westfield Stratford, and we had an absolutely ball of a time. 
you know, I, I think it's the first time in ages I've seen Liam that that miserable old git smile. Um, you know, like I said, me and him, we go back so many years, and I've had so many arguments with him, especially over the last six months. I've, que- you know, I'm sure both of us have questioned why the fuck are we friends with each other. But Wednesday helped me, and I'm sure it helped him put things into perspective. You know, we may be helmets to each other, but, you know, there are times when shit got too serious and we've nearly paid the price as a result. You know, we've nearly fallen out horribly as a result. But no word of a lie, this past Wednesday was exactly the tonic that I needed to get out of a depression that I've had on and off since the start of the year. Um, I mean, I have, I've really had to question my friendship with people. I've really had to question my own actions, my own agendas. I've, I've really had to look into the soul of David Lovell, the person and really just give myself a huge reality check over the last three, four months. It's not been easy. It has been an absolute slog. People have wondered why I look like the proverbial face like a slapped ass. And it is because of that anxiety. All that anxiety seemingly over nothing. But at the end of the day, something I think has happened where like Wednesday I think may have been the switch that I needed and I have to thank all those people who were there on Wednesday night to you know that helped helped me get through uh, a slump quite frankly and I think it could be just a symptom of me being more anxious of stuff being you know maybe it's um something that is psychosomatic i know a lot of people with depression anxiety and all the mental illness you want you know i i know all these people who have a litany of conditions maybe it's just me wanting one of those conditions like i said it could be psychosomatic but i hope not (laughs) I hope it is something just is just a passing phase, and uh, you know I can get through it, you know, in relatively one piece. But yeah, I think my my positivity over the last two days, in the face of like a ridiculous amount of uh, animosity, not animosity, adversity. Goodness me, you can tell I am fucking shattered. I can't tell the difference. Um, but adversity has like like my shoot job i've been killing it absolutely killing it i had to do basically a week's work in a day today this past day you know thursday because you know the office is closed for four days i'm off for another week you know shit had to get done business had to be taken care of you know and i took care of business and sometimes you have to take care of business for yourself you know but sentimental rambling aside thank you once again for joining me on kw radio it's been like i said a very hard slog through the last month or so for certain that's when it really started to escalate um but at the same time 
I've had a, a really rough 2019 so far. I'm hoping that I can just write off the last three, four months as just... I've had some great times, don't get me wrong. I've, you know, the grab shows that I go to, I had a really fun time at, you know, I'll give you one example, at Eve, this past Saturday. Eve has almost been my sort of safe space against, like, all the stuff that's happening outside. Um... Uh, you know, I know it, it, I, I'm an 80s kid speaking so millennial. It's actually, it actually hurts me. But uh, I digress. So, I mean, the fact that I go to Eve shows, that feels like such a nice, you know, a great place to enjoy, you know, especially the type of wrestling I enjoy the most, and that is women's wrestling. You know, international women's wrestling, it's fucking ace. I'll take that over a lot of the dudes wrestling, you know, a lot of times. Um, but, you know, going to Riptide in February, enjoying the experience of Brighton alongside people who, you know, I've known, you know, a couple of people I went to Brighton with, I've known for over, on and off for over 10 years. Um, and then they, you know, they fell out of love with wrestling uh, and then they got back into it a couple of years ago and have really hit the ground running. The very the fact that those guys are there, I mean, I've met people only in the last two, you know, year or two. And, you know, I consider them very close friends too. Um, I think it's a lot of bollocks sometimes when you just say... Um, I think I, I I originally had this thought, but there I, I just think I've debunked it over the, the last you know year or so in my own head. I if 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 this is the thing that works for you, fine, have had it. But I don't know if I, I quite I'm on board with it. I think there is a difference between acquaintances and friends. And in the uh, weird thing known as professional wrestling, the wrestling fans tend to make a lot of acquaintances, but very few friends. Um, and I'm just blessed that I, I've met a lot of people who I consider my friends. Um, are there people that I've just considered acquaintances? Yeah. But at the same time, they happen to be the biggest dicks. Um, not going into any detail or anything, but Liam, you know, at progress got into a fight you know with someone who to describe this person is a massive flaming penis quite frankly um i'm not going to call them a cunt because cunt's too awesome a word to 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 waste on this fucking you know piece of human snake feces quite frankly you know but liam to his eternal credit held his own against this uh this absolute fucking terrorist uh and uh i couldn't be proud of the guy you know like i said i've questioned my friendship with the guy in the last year or so because we've had such really blazing arguments over stupid shit but then you realize that guy you know can hold his own against someone who's basically trying to be a prick to him and then you gain that all that respect, you know, it, it, what it is, any respect that you lost, 
you regain very quickly when with silly shit like that because it's like yeah you realize that's the old guy that you 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 form that friendship with you know sometimes you got to go back to the roots of the friendship uh i really should say something along the lines of take care of yourself and each other but <laughs> um trust me i'm not dr- i'm not drunk or anything i'm stone cold sober but i do plan on drinking a shitload of alcohol over this bunny weekend it, it i mean re- yeah something i forgot to mention it's bunny time motherfucker it's it's easter so yeah uh we we'll be having hot cross buns and all that kind of shit here at kw house i'm sure uh chocolate eggs in the night yeah i just realized actually one thing that got me through work today was listening to bill hicks rant in e minor and he does a small routine about uh you know easter celebrating ostensibly this uh, thing that celebrates the death and resurrection of jesus christ it's celebrated in this world by the belief that a giant bunny rabbit left chocolate eggs in the night um you know why couldn't it be something more plausible like goldfish leaving lincoln logs in your sock drawer you know if you're gonna go with uh you know that kind of thing go hog wild <laughs> um and you know uh, bill hicks one of my favorite comedians ever and uh rant in e minor is just such a you know, it was actually the first album i believe i i i'd listened to of hicks and uh yeah you know realizing you know this guy is absolutely you know spot on <laughs> um uh, i mean the philos- the philosophy's good but you know there, are, there are, there's dick jokes at the end of it <laughs> you know <laughs> anyway um I'm going to give you a show closer and I think it just sums up really uh, my thoughts on, you know, what I mentioned, you know, ran, you know rambled on for the last 10 minutes about is that uh, sometimes you'll have, I think what it is, putting a pin on it, sometimes you'll have those, those bad days, but realize that there is one better day out there. You know, you will have good times ahead. Sometimes it's a case of weathering that fucking storm. And uh, I'm going to go into the hopper and I'm going to play One Better Day by Madness. Uh, And Madness, one of my favourite bands. They've been veterans of the old show closer. I don't think I've ever played this track before, actually. Um, I remember listening to it when uh, I was about seven or eight years old. My dad was given Divine Madness, which was a compilation album that came out around 1992. I think it was given for his birthday. And I think he also got the video for it as well. Because <laughs> they, they had a CD and they did a video as well for all the music videos. And uh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. It's from then 1984 album Keep Moving. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, 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 I enjoy, you know, madness as a whole. And, uh, I think, uh, let's, uh, get to playing because, uh, 
it's way past three o'clock, I think. And I'm looking at my Spreaker console through one bloodshot eye. <laughs> Quite frankly. Um, but I mean, seriously, I've been David Lovell. Thank you once again for joining us. And here's one better day by Matters. So uh, until Series 8 begins, KW Radio is officially off the air. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. I just realised I've actually uh, got the uh, YouTube rip that I uh, I managed to do a few years ago with the music video. And it's busking at Camden Town Tube Station. <laughs> anyway, I'll leave you with it. We'll talk to you soon.
And of course, if you uh, have uh, a TV set, uh, don't forget to switch it off and unplug it from the wall to prevent a fire risk. Oh, shit. I just realised it's not the 70s anymore. Good night. (laughs) We'll talk to you soon.